are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Ethel. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. Welcome. Speaking of your welcome, welcome, Fraser. Welcome, Ben. How are you? I'm good. I've got a little song to play for you. You ready? Okay. Well, I mean... That was a little snippet of Earthquake by Labyrinth featuring Tiny Temper. Why was I playing that, Ben? Well, we're survivors. (laughs) We're survivors of the 2019 4th of July LA earthquake. And then the one that happened yesterday as well. What, what day is it? Yesterday? The 6th? Whatever. Yep. Here's the thing. I'm slightly worried about talking and joking about these earthquake things. Yeah. Because we record this and then we release it like 10 days later. The world could be gone. Yeah. This could be like our last time capsule piece of information <laughs> and we're just like, oh, the earthquakes. <laughs> like, While well, the ground opens up and swallows <laughs> us whole. They were, they were my first ever earthquakes. Me too. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. I thought you'd experienced them before. They were very gentle, and I wasn't. It was a lot less scary than I thought, which again, it seems like me tempting fate, but <laughs> it was like being just rocked on like a gentle train. Yeah, it was Like good. a little a virgin train up to Manchester. It was Ooh, like that. What, one of the tilting ones? <laughs> one of the tilting ones, of course. <laughs> yeah, it was, very, it was very soothing. Like, or like being in a boat. Yeah. So, where, so where were you for the first one? Okay, embarrassingly, the first one I was hungover, so I was in bed. Um, and I was watching Law and Order SVU, as I am at the moment. I'm going through all of the old episodes on Amazon. Don't worry about it. Um, and I just kind of was so hungover, I kind of didn't quite register it until it was over. And then the second one, it was in, it was like early evening, wasn't it? Yes. It was like 8.30. Yeah. And so I had uh, retired to bed and I was watching Law and Order SVU. <laughs> so, so, so both of them, you were in bed watching Law and Order SVU. <laughs> yeah. And, and because I wasn't hungover for the second one, I was kind of like actually a lot more alert and at one point so halfway through it I just sat up on my bed and I went oh shit to myself but like really like not scared I went oh shit and then that (laughs) I I like really slowly stood up because I was like oh I need to go in like like, into a doorway or something because I've seen that in a tv or a movie thing yeah and by the time I got over to where my um, wardrobe door is it had finished (laughs) well (laughs) oh shit well I feel like I know all my earthquake survival skills from the episode of Victoria Beckham coming to America oh Okay, but I know. I know we're all not, roads lead back to I know, all roads lead back to Vicky B in that show. She's coming around show where she comes to America, and at one point she goes to like an an earthquake survival oh, yes. like truck like a simulator, yes, yeah, simulator, and she's just in heels like wobbling around, thinking it's hilarious. Um, what else has been going on this week? Oh, well, actually, on the subject of earthquakes, Ricardo in Glasgow wants to know what's the UK equivalent of an earthquake. <laughs> oh God, um, maybe a flood. <laughs> I think it, we love a flood in the UK. Love a flood. I think it's when we get insane um, weather, and we call it things like the beast from the east. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> and they just had that big heat wave, which was like hell hot week or something like that. Um, what else has been going this week? Well, it was Fourth of July as well, so sure was. just to really show that we don't record this in, in, in time and release it at the right time. <laughs> so it's Fourth of July, which was lovely. America's birthday. Um, we, I forced you to <laughs> allow me to come over to yours, um, to watch some fireworks. That was fun. You, for, you forced me essentially <laughs> to host, to host, and other people came as well. I know, but I just didn't have anywhere to go. So I just thought, 
And, you know, you've got a nice veranda and a, a way to look over and watch the fireworks, which was a, a bonkers display, wasn't it? Well, we were up on a hill in Mount Washington, and uh, it, yeah, it was like we were surrounded by war. Yeah, it, it did feel quite scary. <laughs> it was like, and when, when we walked up the hill, it was like sort of 180 view of all the different valleys and stuff, and just war happening everywhere. <laughs> Pretty war. Yeah. But war nonetheless. It was nice. Um, what, what, was there anything else particularly American? We had peach cobbler. We did. That was fair. I've never had that before. I bought Americorn, good. which was red, white, and blue popcorn. That's right. That was disgusting. I didn't eat, I didn't eat <laughs> a single horrible. didn't eat a single bit of that. It was called it was vanilla and caramel flavour. Oh. oh it was rich. But then you <laughs> rich rich with chemicals. It was. And then you also brought over classic just peanut butter M M&M's. Well, I always do. Yeah. I ate the rest of them on um <laughs> the day after in bed lovely <laughs> i could just yeah i could just imagine you in bed just i'm <laughs> like rolling your hands to that giant yeah, bag pre-earthquake <laughs> so that was fourth of july um i should say we've got some comments we love it when you get in touch uh you can get in touch via our uh, instagram account which is at you are welcome america yeah. uh you can also rate us and review us on apple podcasts and you can follow us on uh spotify and there's the other ones but don't worry about them because um, i don't remember their names but yeah if you write us a comment on uh instagram or on Apple Podcast, we will answer it. So, for example, Camille in Australia, she got in touch to tell us about uh, her very first experience of Weatherspoons, which was uh, she went to Weatherspoons and she sat down and she was very confused and she just started complaining about um, the waiters uh, and the servers uh, taking so long to come over to the table. <laughs> she thought there was table oh, service. Oh, <laughs> um, Ricardo in Glasgow, I mean, he had so much to say this week. He wants to know what is the UK equivalent of Stranger Things? Oh, God. Doctor Who. It is. And as we know, in episode one... We were very, very clear that we were not going to discuss Doctor Who, ever. The only thing we will discuss is Billy Billy Piper. Piper. (laughs) Coming up in a future episode of Welcome America. (laughs) And then also, Michael wanted to know, what is the American equivalent of Danny Minogue? Ooh, gosh. We should say who Danny Minogue is. She is sister of Kylie Minogue. Yeah. She is also a pop star. Yeah. And she was an X Factor judge in the the aughts or the noughties, as yep. we would say in the UK. And uh, her whole storyline is essentially that she is the sister of Kylie Minogue, yep. a much more successful pop star. Maybe and not in the US, but definitely in the UK and Australia. And you and I have discussed many, many times about doing a drag show called The Sisters Minogue, <laughs> where, where I play Daddy and you play Kylie, and we put on like a variety show. It's something yeah. we really need to, yeah. we need to, this is for a separate conversation, but we need to put that into action because it's pretty good. Um, well, I don't know, because you, you want it to be famous sibling. Yeah. Um, and I can't, like, famous siblings in the pop world are not coming to my head. The first people that came into my head were the Hoffs, <laughs> Juliana and Derek Hoff, just oh, yeah. as famous siblings. But they're, they, they're both, they're both is, kind of of an equal level of what fame. What about, are any of the Hemsworth brothers? <laughs> Which is like the, oh, le, the Luke, Shinter Hemsworth. Luke Hemsworth. Yeah, is that Danny Minogue? <laughs> yes. Okay, fine. We're going to we'll wait to see what if Michael agrees with this, but should we just say that for yeah. now? The, the US equivalent of Danny Minogue is Luke Hemsworth. You're welcome. Um, I have some feedback, which is uh, obviously not gone through the official channels because it's in my text messages, which we did say was not acceptable anymore. Not acceptable. Um, but basically, I got a text from uh, my friend Ollie. And uh, first of all, he told me that I was quite rightly wrong um, and that I said that Woo Woo was uh, blue in Weatherspoons, and it's not. That was a blue lagoon. And I'm deeply, deeply embarrassed by that. And so he has a, a, a real direct personal response to you. Oh, I don't even know this person. All right, Ollie, what is it? Who is this stuck-up person that's never been to Weatherspoons or Greg's? Utter bollocks. 
Nobody our age hasn't been to Spoons. It's unavoidable. Love the show, guys. Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a direct call out to you. I love, uh, I love that at the end. Just <laughs> love the show, guys. Yeah, he's really enjoying it, but he doesn't believe that he, he can't believe you're so stuck up that you've never been to a Weatherspoons or a Greg's. But remember, I admitted that I've been to Weatherspoons to retrieve you, to, to save you. Remember? Well, Montague Pike. In the, in the future, if next time you and me are in the UK, I'm going to force you to retrieve me from a Greg so that I can <laughs> sully your your record. <laughs> make my you go clean, into my clean bill of health. Shove a cheese and onion pasty in your face at a Greg's and really give you the experience. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> right, what else has been going on? Well, I yesterday went to watch a movie in a graveyard. Mm. <laughs> no, a film in a graveyard, which is the UK version of what I did. Uh, so I went to see a screening of Bring It On at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Um, and it was pretty amazing. Um, like the actual, I've never been to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery before, oh, so you? just seeing it as a as a venue, it's the most unbelievable like graveyard I've ever seen. Just no rhyme or reason to anything that's going on there. You know, obelisks and and monuments galore. It's, it's insane. Um, and uh, so it's kind of this thing where you bring your own like picnic and your own alcohol, and you all sit on a lawn and watch it uh, projected onto the side of like a mausoleum. <laughs> and we should say, when you're sitting on the lawn, you're not sitting on graves. No, it's an a giant lawn. like open lawn bit. Yeah. Um, so it was it was really good. Um, Gabrielle Union from Bring It On d- introed the movie. Wow. And she looked great. She was very funny. She kind of came out and like. She did the like one of the cheerleading chants, and then she told some really quick stories. My favorite being that she was she was twenty seven, and everyone else was much younger on the movie. And she said that her memories of it are her, her trying to get drunk with like crew members and like the parents and aunts of like the main <laughs> cast members. And she did this great joke where she was like talking about Kirsten Dunst's mom, and she was like, "Kirsten, Kirsten's mom, come for a drink with me." <laughs> she was just very very funny and very gracious. And then I really enjoyed watching the movie because it's like a movie that doesn't particularly hold up that well. Nope. Um, but it was a fun crowd, so like basically everyone just booed all of the like casual homophobia and like the um, kind of very like aggressive sexual, you know, way that they talk to women in it. It all got booed. And That's actually, good. like looking at it on reflection, it as 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 many many faults that it has for a movie made in the nineties, it actually still is weirdly championing women and people of color. It just handles it terribly. Um, I, I don't quite believe you in your positive review there of Bring On, because how drunk were you in that cemetery? That's some rose they had passed my lips. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the end, I was like pretty misty eyed. I was like, oh, we have brought it on. <laughs> All right, should we get on with it? Yeah. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. Fraser, you're up first. What are you talking about today? I am going to take us on a little magical adventure to a place in Los Angeles called The Grove. Oh. Ooh. I feel, <laughs> I feel relaxed, excited and stressed all in one. <laughs> so The Grove, for those that do not know is a what they call an outdoor mall here here in Los Angeles. Just so you know, the words outdoor mall do exist in the UK. Yeah. You said them as if you were speaking a foreign language. I think it's pretty I think still think it sounds pretty foreign because most of the malls that I think of back at home are indoors. However, I will continue. Um, so <laughs> the Grove is an outdoor mall uh, in in LA and it's basically kind of famous for being a place that people who are a little bit maybe basic like to go, but 
also I have been there quite a lot. Um, and it's somewhere people always seem to want to go when they come to visit. Yes. And it doesn't really make any sense. But essentially, it's an outdoor mall that has a few kind of little features. It basically was um, built in 2002. There's a farmer's market there, which is kind of the original thing that used to be there. The farmer's market is actually still very nice. And it's still there. That's been there since like the 20s or yeah, 30s. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Whereas um, the Grove itself, it, it was kind of in 2002. So it's basically an outdoor mall, um, but there's kind of some things that supposedly make it kind of unique and special. One of them is that it has a fountain that <laughs> puts on a show every hour set to music, <laughs> which I think is just so weird. And it's now the second time on this podcast we've talked about a fountain show, <laughs> which seems to be a thing that people love in this country is a fountain show. There's also inexplicably this trolley that could drive you around the Grove as if the Grove is this huge, vast complex. And actually, it's this weird thing in America. A lot of things are vast, especially in LA, and everything is hard to get to. The one thing you don't need is something to get around the Grove. It really is not that big. What I love about the trolley so much, what well, is incredibly actually depressing, is that Public transport in LA is so bad that like everyone hates public transport, doesn't want to use it. And then you go to the Grove and everyone's desperate to basically get on public transport. Yeah. And you, especially when it goes past you, that trolley, people are always, you can see people, they know they've made a mistake because they're like, <laughs> oh, I mean, what's, what's the point? We're just moving around this very small outdoor space around the fountain. So that's kind of a, a general overview. Um, and then obviously, apparently, I have yet to see this because uh, I haven't been here for Christmas yet, but apparently... In the Grove at Christmas, there's a big Christmas tree and it snows, fake snow every night at a certain time. Yeah. Now, how do we know that? Because it's featured in season one, the f- final episode of The Hills? I season so. one? I, I think, think so. I just remember them all gathering on that bridge and watching the fake snow come down. Is That's- that... Is that the episode where Heidi gets given a puppy? Yes. This is pre-Spencer. Yeah. And that puppy never reappeared. No. The- Jordan was the boyfriend and the puppy dead. (laughs) (laughs) Thrown into the fountain at the Grove. (laughs) The Grove also, one of my favorite and least favorite things about it is its theme. What, what, isn't it like a sort of like a Tuscan high street or something? Well, how would you describe the architecture of the Grove? I think it's like, yes, it's as if, as if you went to the Tuscan section at Disneyland and it was what, like an Epcot center. Yes, exactly. So it's like, you're like, well, yes, I can see that you're trying to create a Tuscan vibe, but it also has this incredibly sanitized and crazy kind of American feeling to it. But there's, um, there's kind of a few different shops um, at the Grove. So it's shops, uh, cinema, restaurants, actually the Cheesecake Factory, which we talked about on the last episode, hey. um, is, is actually at the Grove. Um, but there's some kind of, I mean, they're pretty normal places. There's like the Apple Store, Banana Republic. Barnes and Noble, which I, much like the character of uh, Gretchen in Mean Girls, I have had diarrhea in Barnes and Noble, which is that exact one of the lines from Mean Girls. Um, wait, wait, in that, in the in, one in the Grove? Yes, in that particular. I don't know if they're talking about that in Mean Girls, but I have had diarrhea in that particular wow. Barnes and Noble in the Grove. Uh, then there's kind of, you know, classically, to really sum up the Grove, there's a Michael Kors store there, which I think really says everything about the Grove as a shopping complex. Everything about the stores and the clientele. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, just like restaurants, cinema, blah, blah, blah. But one of the stores that I am ultimately fascinated with is called American Girl Place. Are you aware of American Girl Place and (laughs) what it represents? I forgot that it was called that. It sounds like three words that a robot put together. (laughs) American American Girl Girl Place. Place. Especially the word place. (laughs) Really clunky one at the end. So American Girl Place is this insane shop that sells American Girl dolls. She totally gets me. We're friends for all time, my American Girl. Hey, watch out, she's 
The new My American Girl doll is sporty, funny, creative. Because you get to decide what she's like. And only My American Girl dolls come to life online, so you can play games and explore her online world. Ask your mom to visit AmericanGirl.com or an American Girl store. The new My American Girl doll comes as shown with a code to her online world. Other accessories sold separately. Which are definitely something we do not have in the UK. They are like historical dolls <laughs> that have each come with like their own special story. And then I think they're also like, it's kind of like, they're bigger than Barbies. They're not, they're kind of physically bigger than Barbies and they're kind of meant to represent all different cultures and like historical facts and things. Oh, that makes me real but, nervous. Yeah. And I think, I think, I, I think by looking at their website recently, they've really, you know, got to grips with some things that they can represent and like different cultures and stuff. But I'm just going to read you a little description of the American Girl Place store at the Grove because it sounds fucking insane. Okay. Uh, everything girls love, including American Girl historical dolls, books, clothing, accessories, and furniture. That sentence already has got too many things in it. I don't want to know what American doll furniture is. Um, but it's so much more than shopping. Huh? <laughs> girls can get their dolls hairstyled and ears pierced at the doll hair salon. <laughs> Design personalized fashions in the Truly Me trademark signature studio, which I think actually sounds quite fun. <laughs> And enjoy gourmet dining and afternoon tea in the American Girl Cafe. And then the final thing, which I think kind of sounds amazing, is celebrate your birthday with delicious food in a private dining room. They've really monetized the hell out of that. Do you that. eat with the dolls? That's what I want to know. Do you eat a doll? Do they have like a little like little doll furniture? What about like a, like a cake in the shape of a doll? It just looks like all the other American Girl dolls, <laughs> but it's actually a cake. Um. And you have, to like, you have to chop into the head of it. Just knife her. Yeah. I'm just going to... Um, this, is, this is a... like. This is a visual thing, so it's kind of um, it's kind of something that I might take a picture and put it on the Instagram. Hold on one second. Um, I'm just going to show you this little this row of dolls that you can get. This is Felicity, Melody, Mary Ellen, and Julie. <laughs> <laughs> this is my doll Julie. I just want you to have a look at their uh, their outfits. Whoa! This is Whoa. running the gambit of what you can find at the American Girl doll. Just give us a quick rundown of what they look like, Ben. One is I'll read out her name oh felicity doll she is in, a, in her picture i don't know what that picture is or autobiography she's hugging a horse and she's definitely <laughs> in the past then there is <laughs> melody doll um notice that felicity doll not trademarked melody doll trademarked yeah um melody doll is african-american and perhaps exists in the 60s she's giving us essentially a black jackie o yes she is. <laughs> which i really quite like <laughs> then Mary Ellen doll, she's just, you know, she's at a picnic. And then Julie doll is, <laughs> she What's is. What's Julie up to? She, she is, um, I mean, she's a hippie. <laughs> and she's a little bit uh, in the world of LSD, I would say. <laughs> So that's just a little... Wait, and also what's very confusing is the cover of her, like, story for the Julie doll actually has a picture of a real human. Yeah, I think they do. I think they have, like, a human counterpart on all oh. that. Yeah, no, Felicity, that's a picture of a human hu oh. hugging the horse, not Got the it. doll. <laughs> um, I once saw a celebrity and uh, her kids go into that exact store. Ooh! Um, do you want to play a guessing game? Absolutely. Okay, go. Uh, okay, so, um, actress. Yes. Uh, movies? Yes. But more TV. Yes. Uh, white? Yes. Very. Blonde? Yes. Uh, A-list? Nope. Uh, uh, is it Kristen Bell? <laughs> uh, no. Because she's someone I've seen <laughs> twice now. Um, At the Grove? No, no. Uh, in Los Feliz. Um, 
I need one clue. Um, I, I could do an impression of her. Yes, please. I could do an impression of her in a role that she played. Okay, perfect. Uh, Joey, you're no fun. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? It's Busy Phillips. <laughs> You threw me with Joey. I was going through that. I was like, I was like, Courtney Cox? <laughs> that, was, that was her. That was Busy Phillips. <laughs> in Dawson's that was, Creek. That was really good. Complaining about the character of Joey. Yeah, you did a good, mix. you did like a good like scrunched face, which yeah. actually was very, it was a, a bit too physical for a podcast on my Sorry, was, you, sorry you missed everyone. some of the nuances of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. good for her. So she was sort of like with her kids and she was all like, ah, kids, blah, blah, you know, just being all busy. Yeah, folks. I bet she like Instagrammed the shit out of being at the American oh, Girl yeah. store. <laughs> um, do you want to know uh, a fact about the Grove that you will probably not know? Oh, yes, In please. In fact, I'm going to get a prop for this. Hold tight. Stay okay. tight. I'm not going far. Okay. Just for the listeners, Clink. Ben's rooting around in his dishwasher, in his Clink. cupboards. So, the guy who owns uh, the Grove and all, also the Americana and other outdoor shopping malls is named something Caruso. It's like John Caruso. So, you may not know this, but my boyfriend Jesse used to work for Caruso. <laughs> And I'm just presenting wow. a mug that it says Caruso Affiliated, and the logo on it looks like the fake logo from an evil corporation yes, in the movie. I was about to say, it looks like it's like a corporation like Robocop or something. Totally. But also, that meant when Jesse was working for him, he worked in an office above the Grove. Oh, wow. So his office was basically above the U- Umami Burger at the Grove, <laughs> and every day he had to drive to the Grove to work. Oh my god. That's... So, so on his lunch break, he would just walk around the Grove and like try not to have a seat. Listen to the piped in like Frank Sinatra music and watch the Fountain Show. Listen to um, what the hell's that guy's name who sings all the Christmas music? Michael Bublé. He, I feel like Michael Bublé just makes residuals. One hundred percent. And it's also the Grove is the kind of place that you would still now in twenty nineteen hear um, "Can't Stop the Feeling" by Justin Timberlake. It's completely. I just want that feeling to stop to yes. end forever. Just imagine yourself in a under baking intense sunshine, kind of thinking, this place isn't as big and as good as I thought it was, and then hearing Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. There's there's <laughs> also a, a bar there. So it's right beside CBS Studios, and one of my friends, Joni, she used to, when she was working in CBS, they would, there's a special gate that goes to CBS, Ooh. and they would go through, they'd be allowed with their passes, and they'd go for drinks at the bar. And do you want to know the name of the bar? What's it called? So the name of the bar is Whispers. <laughs> Oh god, I can't think of a place more depressing to get drunk than the Grove. What Whispers Bar and Lounge? Whispers Bar. Although speaking of which, um, a place I still haven't gone to. This is a tangent, but <laughs> they're in a <laughs> supermarket in Los Feliz or Silver Lake, actually, um, called Gelson's, which we have discussed before on the podcast. Oh yeah, the Gelson's in Silver Lake has a bar, and I'm so fascinated by it. As you walk in, and it's just a supermarket. But people are propped up at this bar, guzzling. I once went in there and I saw this woman in the most artful display of like drinking ever. She just, I saw her just pick up a glass, a big goblet of white wine, and she drained like a third and just finished it, put it down and just walked out. And I was like, what's she doing there? It's, it's performance art at that bar. Yeah. Shout, shout out to listener Kyle Wade, who frequents it. He's like a regular <laughs> at that bar. And also it's, it's completely overlit. It's, it is a supermarket. Yeah. 
nothing nothing less relaxing than hearing like a a tannoy system while you're trying to enjoy a glass of glass of pinot in the <laughs> Gelson's bar but we still have to go there because i want to okay <laughs> um so there's some apart from the hills i thought that there was i actually genuinely thought there was gonna be some iconic like movies and things that were shot at the grove there is one there's the meddler the meddler <laughs> famously that's the the big one on the list but i've not seen the meddler so i kind of the meddler's great didn't feel i could kind of completely comment on it but just from <laughs> just th- this very short list of things that are filmed there the meddler the brats movie and the, the one that paul abdul didn't do the music for or didn't do the choreography for <laughs> it's a very oh niche God. reference point. i'm gonna fight i'm gonna fight the paul abdul brats meltdown <laughs> i've been asked to executive produce choreograph design the clothing and dolls for the brats movie what am i supposed to do i love what i do this was going to be a great project for me to work on. Why all of this other BS takes place is a mystery that I'm always trying to solve. One of my so favorite good. shows. Hey, Paula! <laughs> Exclamation mark. Paula Abdul's short-lived reality show. Sorry, continue. No, uh, that was it. And then according to Wikipedia, it says that they host the Dancing with the Stars finale there from a certain point onwards. That's where they host it. And I was like, well, are they just doing the like tango over the fountains? Yeah, I think they like build a stage around there. Oh God, I can't think of anything more awful than going to see the finale of Dancing with the Stars at the Grove. Yeah. It's I've a def- real fusion of things I don't want to see. I've d- talking of things we don't ever want to see, I've definitely seen lots of uh, videos of flash mobs happening at the Grove. Oh my God, it's the exact place. If you, were, if you were filming a TV show about flash mobs, you'd be like, well, we'll just set it at the Grove. Just do it at the Grove. Oh God, and everyone would be, you'd have all the people like set on, one person's on a bench. Oh, that person's on the phone by the fountain. The trolley goes yeah, by. Yeah, it's like, oh, everyone's jumped off the trolley and then everyone on the balcony at the Cheesecake Factory. And in the background, it's just you face down drowning yourself in the fountain. <laughs> Were we, we, we just talking about this saying, I was saying that... About you drowning yourself in a fountain? <laughs> about how if someone my worst nightmare for someone to propose to me would be via a flash mob because yes. <laughs> we were talking about shout out to charlie her worst core listener charlie, core listener charlie her worst uh, proposal would be <laughs> for her to be proposed to in garfunkel's restaurant in leicester square in london whilst rockstar by nickelback was playing and her fiance would have arranged for <laughs> an eagle to have flown the ring into her because <laughs> Those are a fusion of her least favourite things altogether. What's her beef with eagles? <laughs> she hates birds in general. So we were trying to think of, I think it was maybe a falcon actually, because we were thinking of someone wearing, her, her fiance wearing a falconry glove and calling one over. Um, so that's, that's that. Um, so I'm just going to finish up with uh, just some quick reviews uh, of The Grove, just because I had a quick look and there's some really good ones on there. Well, I think if we haven't convinced our audience one way or another of whether they should visit or not, let's let's listen to these Precisely. reviews. Precisely. So Liz B from Oakland, California, she actually visited on my birthday this year. And <clears throat> I'll read her review for you. Ah, The Grove. Such a magical place built for sucking the life out of my wallet. <laughs> Dancing fountains, beautiful lights and sculptures. And the occasional Tyler James Williams sighting from Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> I'm just going to pause there and say, she recognised a side character from the show Everybody Hates Chris. That show was on, I think, in like 2003. And I just love that Liz B from Oakland managed to spot a character from that show at the Grove. Fraser, we've just mentioned a very niche scene from Paula <laughs> Abdul's reality from, show. Hey, Paula! Paula. <laughs> <laughs> about brats so she if if lady Fine. from oakland Liz wants B. to spot her you know if Liz B wants to spot her fave she's allowed okay joseph b 
no relation to Liz. Well, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> they, he says, they could have gone together. He says Northeast Los Angeles. So oh. I don't know if that's different from Oakland or if they're trying to like fool us. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I really enjoy his review. <clears throat> Very pretentious atmosphere. I was inside many stores where no one came to assist or simply didn't care if I was a customer or not. Seemed very whatever attitude. The people inside Barnes & Noble were the worst. I'm like, well, they're dealing with a lot of people having diarrhea there, so no wonder they're in a bad mood. So um, I was trying to think of the UK equivalent of the Grove. Yep. And as at the beginning, as you seemed very shocked that I was implying that outdoor malls do not exist in the UK, I don't really think that they do. I've got kind of a combination of things. Okay, I'm so, really hoping you go where I think you're going to go. So I think that the first thing I was thinking was an actual outdoor shopping experience in the UK is like an outlet village. So I was thinking of Bicester Village, yep. which is just outside of London, not Bicester, America listens, Bicester, spelt B-I-C-E-S-T-E-R. Um, so, I mean, the difference there is that it's just, just an outlet place that just sells, it's just high-end outlet things. It's not got a cinema and, you know, loads of restaurants and things. But I do think it has a very similar, Bista Village has a very similar vibe got to it. the Grove in the sense that it's very nicely designed and landscaped and it's all outdoors. And then I kind of was thinking of, like, the trashy nature. And again, this place is now closed. They've, the, the doors have been shuttered. But I was imagining in the mid-2000s when I used to visit the Trocadero in London <gasps> because it had... <laughs> It had a very similar thing of like the cinema, the restaurants, the shops. And it was like, come to the Trocadero, everything you want in London in one place. And then you would go and you were like, what the fuck is this hellscape that I'm looking at? I love the Trocadero so much. The Trocadero was like a a big indoor weird mall experience. And they had a big level which was sponsored by Sega, which is all computer games. And up until recently, before it closed, they had a... um, a, like a, a laser tag, yep. laser quest thing. And if you go into, if you went into the laser tag thing, the whole storyline was you're in space in the year 2000 <laughs> and you had to run around getting people. I'm, I'm, I was going to say the Trafford Centre in Manchester Ooh. because the Trafford Centre is this giant shopping mall that it feels a bit like Vegas and a bit like Dubai. It's very themed, but I think Trocadero is better. So officially, okay, the UK version of The Grove is... Bista Village and the Trocadero. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. So Fraser, yeah. we did it. The podcast has a sponsor. Oh my god. We have our first sponsor, the first first <laughs> official sponsor of Your Welcome America. This this episode is brought to you <laughs> by Teddy O'Connor. So <laughs> Teddy O'Connor, uh, he's he's our sponsor of this episode, and he just wants to say uh, to Jeremy, happy anniversary. You're the best boyfriend ever, and can't wait for our trip to Alaska together. And you're welcome for turning you on to Ben and Fraser's podcast. So happy we get to listen together. X-X-X-X-O-O-O, Teddy. Wow. So there we First go. First ever sponsor. First ever sponsor. I just want everyone to know that we have received actual money. We have <laughs> much this message. Much, much like the, the underwear contest <laughs> in the previous episode, we have been paid um, $25 <laughs> and we have both been Venmoed $12.50 each. <laughs> Thanks, Teddy. Thanks, Teddy. This is Your Welcome America. We're back, and Ben is up with his topic. Hit me, babes. Okay, this, I'm going to start off with a little clip to get us going. Samantha Jones, how are 
you? Oh, great, Phoebe. How are you? I'm refreshed. We just dropped by the Soho house for a dip. I mean, what else can you possibly do in this heat? Except sit by the pool and drink cocktails while they missed you with Evian. Isn't it the best? Oh, it's fabulous. I'm running to a lunch. Otherwise, I'd be up there myself. <laughs> Toodles. So, Toodles. Toodles. So wow. my <laughs> topic for this episode is Soho House. <laughs> so I'll just give you a bit, a bit of a background in case you don't know. Um, the official Wikipedia, well, not the official Wikipedia, just Wikipedia says, uh, Soho House is a hotel chain and group of private members clubs originally aimed at those in the arts and media, but more recently expanded to include those with a quotation mark, creative soul. <laughs> gross. Hell. What a gross, gross sentence. I know. So, Soho House, it's private members clubs. Okay, gonna be honest right from the word go. Yep. I am a member. Yeah, you are. I am a member. I 50% hate it, and yep. I 50% love it. So, I'm gonna be very open about it. So, the first one, they're now all over the world. The first one opened in Soho in the 90s. So let me walk you through the, the application process okay. to become a member. So what you need to do is you fill out like an application that says everything about you. It's like your personal statement on your UCAS form yeah. for UK <laughs> listeners back UCAS. in the day. UCAS. Your personal that, statement. Okay. That's a translation. That's like your college entry form. And you have, you have to get two members to like nominate you and all this bullshit, whatever. And then you pay like, I don't know, some money. And then you wait and you're put in a waiting list. Here's the thing. When I joined, I was, when I applied, I was 26 because there's a discount. I want to get it. I joined. I forgot about it. So I was on the, the waiting list. And then suddenly, like a year later, it was like, you've been accepted. I didn't have a lot of money at the time. So it was like, <laughs> oh, shit. So suddenly I was like a member. So my only issue with becoming a member is I didn't have much money. So what I used to do to save money is when I was in there, I would <laughs> go into the into the 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 toilet uh, translation the restrooms yeah and i would um steal all the the loo rolls oh wow so i so i didn't have to like uh buy loo roll at home i would also up until i moved from london in 2015 for maybe like the, the final two years of living in london i exclusively used in my flat soho house towels that i'd stolen from soho house oh, perfect. and just before i moved to la i just took them back <laughs> Oh, you returned yeah, them? Yeah, returned them. Because <laughs> you didn't want to move them all the way here. No, no, no. Were you also pumping like hand soap into a little thing that you were taking home with you? <laughs> all the, all, yeah, I mean, I was I was just like... <laughs> Scraping the plate into like a Ziploc bag and taking the food home with you. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, you should know that when you uh, become a member, there are certain rules. Yeah. In general, they don't want people wearing like suits of corporate attire when you go inside. When I went for like my orientation or wherever it was, the guy was like, yeah, um, I said, oh, what's the, the, the dress code? He's like, I mean, yeah, just like wear whatever you want, but just like no suits. But like, you know, if you come here like wearing your pajamas, that's totally cool. Because, you know, it's called So House, want it to be your home. I was like, oh, my God. Well, I, I would love to test that theory and turn up there in various different types of pajamas and see what they say. <laughs> you know, like real like garish ones from like ones that like a SpongeBob SquarePants or well, that's not that's a very current reference. I don't know, like a minions, a set of minions <laughs> pajamas. You know, people would love that crap. That's true. Actually, people everyone would, would think crazy. I was like an influencer, wouldn't yeah. they? <laughs> well, they they would, but not that they would ever take a photo or anything of you no. know, because you're not allowed to use your phone. You're not allowed to take calls. Do not dare take a photograph because you need to respect other members' privacy. I translation like, privacy. I feel like I have been in pictures in Soho House. I have 
taken pictures. I don't think that's been very enforced. I think they really only enforced you talking on the phone there. No, pictures, they're pretty... You oh. just I've clearly just broken the rules in there flagrantly. And they've also have a very... One of the big rules is they've got a very strict no drugs policy. Have you ever noticed that in all the bathroom doors it says, like, no drugs, if you're seen with drugs or doing drugs, right. you get, like... Obviously, drugs are illegal. That's fair enough. Yeah. But there are signs everywhere. And that is because something that happened in uh, 2002. I'm just scrolling down to the controversies uh, section of Wikipedia. Ooh, does it involve Kate Moss? <laughs> Close. Sadie Frost. <laughs> In 2002, the London branch of the club made headlines as Iris Law, the two-year-old toddler daughter of actor Jude Law and his then-wife, actress hmm, and designer hmm, Sadie Frost, (laughs) was briefly hospitalised. So their child, the two-year-old toddler, was briefly hospitalised after accidentally consuming a part of an ecstasy tablet she found on the floor of Soho House while attending a child's birthday party. The child was ultimately unharmed. Well, well, she had a great time. <laughs> she had a she blast. Had the best time of that birthday party. She was. I mean, she was in a bit of pretty bad mood the next few days. Some might say she was in a bit of a downer. <laughs> but, Jesus Christ, that's how, rough. But is that not like the most British thing you've ever heard? That like there was a toddler's party and <laughs> the the child of Jude Law and Sadie Frost. Well, like, had a little dab of ecstasy. <laughs> you got it when you've got to get through those kids parties. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, that's that's the main things to say about Soho House, but I think we need to move on to our experiences of the place, because I know you're huffing and puffing at me, but how many times have you gone with me or been signed in by me to I have, I have felt the benefit of your Soho House membership on many, many an occasion. Exactly. So there's basically um, another branch in London called Shoreditch House, yes. which is part of the same chain, and that was a bit more near where you used to live in London. And we frequented that place a lot, and we've had some lovely dinners. You know, they've got a pool, so we would go and, like... Splish splash we would around. Go and, you know, missed ourselves with Evian by the pool. Isn't like, that the best? Like Phoebe Kittensworth, I think is her character's name. That's Jerry Halliwell <laughs> in Sex and the City, the clip that you heard at the top of this segment. <laughs> and, um, you know, what I, what I felt over the years with Shoreditch House especially is um, the place is kind of this weird maze. Uh, it's very hard to tell where the designated like restaurant is, where the designated bar is. But what happens is, as you move through the building, you're greeted by kind of various members of staff where you ask, you say, oh, I want to eat in the restaurant. I want to do this. And you're always met with a similar kind of wide-eyed look of fear by every staff member who's like, oh. Um, so you'll say like, oh, I've got a table booked for eight o'clock. And they'll go, uh, oh, um, a table uh, booked? <laughs> Eight a, a clock, and then they like they'll turn to like another person, and then some supervisor will come over, and then they'll take you to your table. Yeah. It's it's a baffling array of staff who have no idea what they're doing. Everything always gets messed up. No one ever has a reservation. It's one of the most terribly like the staffed places, but it's it's still fun. The um talking of that, I've had some wonderful mishaps over the time over the years. Uh, one time, I went and had drinks, lots of drinks with friends, and then I got an email accusing me of not having paid. And oh. then I was like, no, no, I have paid. The the person at Soho House then got me to ask everyone that I had brought to drinks to double check that they had all paid and everything. And she basically just accused me of lying, wow. which was really spectacular. <laughs> also, shout out to the other Ben Anderson, who's a member of uh, Soho House. I constantly get emails from reception at SohoHouse.com saying, hey, Ben, just, you know, delivery's <laughs> arrived. You can pick it up whenever you want. Like, there's another Ben Anderson just getting shitloads of things delivered. To, to so, which one? To, to the one? To, to Shoreditch House. Shoreditch House. Yeah. <laughs> just endless, you endless go, emails. Next time you're in London, you should go and pick up some of his parcels. I'm curious to see what they are. I bet I, they're drugs. I, 
I think the other Ben Anderson works in fashion. I think it's lots of clothes that get delivered there. Oh. So yeah, even better, even better than drugs. Yeah, clothes, new clothes. Yeah. Um. So Soho House has lots of different branch. Oh, oh, oh. Actually, another thing I wanted to tell you about Shoreditch House was they often have on bank holidays translation like Labor Day, Memorial Day. Yeah. Those three day weekends. They all, they used to have these big parties, which you know when we were in our twenties, they were very exciting. Yeah. There was one time we all went there and we all got, as you said, it's a bit of a maze. It's a warren of um, Prosecco and, I don't know, confusion. And uh, we're, everyone at one point in the evening was on the roof and there was the pool. And some of us, some people jumped in the pool and we're all drunk. I went down to like my underwear and jumped in the pool. And then I got out of the pool. I couldn't find my clothes or my friends. <laughs> oh, no. And I was just like shivering around in my underwear and a towel, just trying to find people. Oh, my God. Who are you with? Just out of curiosity. I feel like you were may, may have been there. Michael was definitely there. Well, I don't know because I couldn't. I found everyone eventually. <laughs> Did you find your clothes? I, uh, I did, but there was definitely a long period of time where I was just walking around in towels. I was about to say, I imagine you fashioning yourself an outfit out of towels, like Maria at the Sound of Music, just knocking up a little kind of a, oh God, what's the word I'm like trying to think Like a toga? That's the exact word I'm trying to think of, a toga. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I should also mention that there are obviously other uh, Soho houses. There's, so I recently visited, uh, and I didn't include it in my London report last week because oh. that was a busy report. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but Soho Farmhouse, mm. which is a, a f- a farm, I'm using that term incredibly loosely, yep. uh, in the countryside outside of London. It's like visiting Jurassic Park. You enter a <laughs> compound through an electric gate, and then there's just lots of really horrific people from London, including myself, um, wearing all their usual like wanky London clothes, and then a pair of wellies just stomping around. <laughs> so in, in that respect, they are the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Soho Farmhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and then people <laughs> and some coked up PR girl stomping around in her wellies past you yeah exactly like ooh look at her she works in communications um, and yeah people travel around in uh, like milk old milk carts it's oh. it's really it's 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 ghastly um, so there was oh and when we were there it was pouring with rain and there was loads of people uh, in a hot tub outside singing like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds or something like that over and over. And of course. I, and yeah, it was it was not great. Why does, why does no one ever sing like a fun pop song? Why is it always the Beatles? What, like, why what? is it always Tiny Dancer by Elton John? Oh. Why is it always those songs? Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Imagine if it was like TikTok by Kesha. Yes, precisely. <laughs> Someone what whipped out a guitar at the party and we were like, Wake up in, in the, morning. the morning feeling like P. Diddy. That would be like, this is an acoustic version of TikTok is amazing. <laughs> Don't stop. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, the next party that we go to, I'm going to learn how to play TikTok on the guitar and I'm going to whip it out. We're going to do that. I'll light a fire for you to sit around. (laughs) So there's Soho Farmhouse. There's lots of other ones. Uh, Now, in LA, there is Soho House LA and it's full of maybe the worst British people of all time. Yep. Um, But I do want to give you my fave celeb sightings I've seen in that, in Soho uh, House LA. Now, I think this is a really good example of high and low. We're going to start high... I've seen David Beckham there. Ooh. Then we're going to go low. Delta Goodrum. Oh my God. I love Delta Goodrum. <laughs> Delta Goodrum's first album came at a very pivotal time for me in my life. It came out in the year just before I went to university. So I took a year out and I think it came out whilst I was in on a trip to Australia. So it oh. reminds me of like driving around Australia and being very pleased with myself that I'd made it all the way there. Thematically then, perfect for you. And then like great for like, 
you know my dramatic years at university as as you know ben i was i have always had a playlist uh called poor me sure have. Um, which features just various ballads and sad songs and every time i feel like heartbroken about a guy or you know a guy's let me down or a guy's done something wrong or a guy's dumped me i will pop on my poor me playlist and the best way to describe it is it's the best thing to do is to be in London on a bus at night while it rains and you look out the window and listen to the Poor Me playlist. Night and bus. Delta Goodrum, um, this, her song Not Me, Not I featured very heavily on my Poor Me playlist. Do you remember that song? No. If you think love is blind Then I wouldn't see the flaws between the lines Surprise Then I caught you in every single time That you love So I want to round out um, talking about Soho House by just a, a couple of celeb spottings that are there. I mean, not that obviously you can take a photograph or anything of no. them, but um, I did a quick Google search. And, you know, like I said, some big celebs go there. Um, but on uh, April 11th, 2018, I can say that Connie Huck was seen attending Soho House White City launch party. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot to take in with that sentence. <laughs> a lot to break down there. <laughs> Connie Huck, former... Uh, host and presenter of Blue Peter, Which is a kid's TV a show. A long-running children's TV show where they... It's kind of... It's it's like a, a show where the hosts go and experience different things, but there's also sometimes animals. <laughs> <laughs> done. Done. You did it. You did it. <laughs> I give up. But the, but the fact that she's attending the opening of the one at White City... Oh, White City. I mean... Whenever I say to anyone who doesn't really know London that there's a place called White City, I feel very uncomfortable. Well, it couldn't be a more perfect description as well, because everyone that works at the BBC is white. I'm going to cut that. (laughs) (laughs) So White City is where the BBC used to have their big headquarters, and now Soho House have bought part of it. And now it's just for overpriced olives and really bad service, such as Soho House. (laughs) And then my final celeb spot, I'm just going to nip to my Instagram and have a quick look, because I had it. You nip on Um, over there. It's just harking back to an episode one favourite. Just let me scroll down. It is a picture of our fave Louise. (laughs) Um, And there's a picture of her holding a giant bag, walking through sort of, I don't know, roadworks. And she's being helped by a man into Soho House. And the caption says, just to clear up the reports that are in the papers today, this lovely man is head of security at Soho House and kindly helped me out of the car of my bags and across some roadworks. Oh, what was the what was the confusion? Well, I think they a thought lot of she pe- was her new boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've um, I've actually never seen a famous person in Soho House. So in all the times that we went to Shoreditch House, I never saw a famous person. Soho House never saw a famous person. Even I have now been twice to Soho House in LA and still not seen a famous person. Really? If anything, in Soho House LA, it's a true example of that thing where everyone is just craning their necks to see who has walked in, and it's always just another person <laughs> or delta goodrum <laughs> or well or Del- oh my god i'm so jealous of that spotting yeah, i would have got and like sung her entire back catalogue at her and she would have loved that told her it meant so much to me yeah, she probably would have loved that. yeah she yeah. would <laughs> so um the big question is and it's a bit of a cheat question but what is the u.s equivalent of soul house but the right. thing is we have them here yeah so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a funny one but then i was looking up members clubs uh, in LA, yeah. and it made for quite an uncomfortable read. Oh dear! Um, for example, the California Club. Um, it's in a, an old building in downtown LA. It's founded in eighteen 
88. Oh, I'm already worried. Um, there was an architect involved, blah, 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 blah. Lots of famous people among its members who, I mean, no Connie Hawks, that's no, for sure. But then it just says, it did not count minorities or women among its uh -oh. members until 1987. Oof. Yikes! Great. Um, really similar. Really counts out Connie Huck then. Connie Huck. I mean, that's that's what we're looking for. <laughs> Two strikes against Connie Huck from the California Club. We want a members club that isn't so host for Connie to join. <laughs> then there's the Jonathan Club, which it says here since 1987, it also allows non-white male members. Great. So good of Jonathan. And uh, what is the Jonathan Club? Is it a club of? Could you only join if you're called Jonathan? It's, I, I, I don't know, but it's got, it John says Travolta, here. Uh, um, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Wilkes. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah. Johnny, uh, Robbie Williams' is best friend. <laughs> All it says here is that it's got a long and stuffy history, and then you can click that link and read more. I'm not gonna. No, thank you. Um, Just quickly on the note of Soho House, in your original clip that you played, um, is the, <laughs> am I right in thinking that that's the episode where Samantha steals the Soho House membership card. Playing and, the role of Annabelle Bronstein. be Annabelle Bronstein. Yes. And puts on her fake British accent and says, I think I left it on top of the telly. Yes. <laughs> I grew up in Indra. <laughs> That's a real iconic episode of Sex and the City, that one. Probably my favourite. Yeah. I am absolutely Annabelle Bronstein and I do not pay 900 American dollars annually to be treated like this. Now, ring round the waiter and have him tally up the drinks so i actually think that the u.s equivalent the la equivalent of soul house is the magic castle oh yes yes you're completely right so the magic castle is a, a weird victoriana built uh mansion yeah. where you go and you have to be a member or be invited by a member or yeah. someone magical and you go <laughs> and every corner and crevice is a weird magic display and there are magic shows and and there's a dress code the magic castle is it, I'm very intrigued. I would like to go one day, but it's also one of my worst nightmares come true because there's nothing I hate more than people doing close-up magic for me. I, I hate magic, but the Magic Castle is so weird and charming. Yeah. You would genuinely love it. It feels like all the old parts of Disneyland yeah. haven't been renovated. I just can't... I just don't know what to do with my face when someone is doing close-up magic. And I hate a whole table... Like, a table... My, my worst nightmare is, like, being like called on stage to do something and to made to look a fool by magic or to sit at like a table of people while a trick is done just to me and everyone around the table is like grinning at you and you're meant to be like oh 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 i can't believe it yeah it's all of my nightmares come true i've always said that <laughs> my worst night <laughs> to describe a man that i could never be with would be <laughs> a magician who wears like a <laughs> A magician who wears like ethnic jewelry. So like a white man who wears like a lot of woven woven wristbands that he's bought in like Thailand. <laughs> that is my worst nightmare of a man. I really like that you and core listener Charlie have both created like no-go scenarios for basically men and also for marriage proposals. Yeah, exactly. If that, if that magician with his ethnic jewelry tried to do a flash mob proposal at the magic castle. <laughs> Oh my oh. god, I'm going to find love with a fucking magician with an ethnic jewellery now, aren't I? Just my luck. <laughs> Great movie with Lindsay Lohan. Carry on. So, well that's it. I just wanted to say that the US equivalent of um, Soho House is the Magic Castle. You're welcome. So Ben, it turns out that $25 doesn't just buy you one shout out. It buys you bloody two. What? 
So uh, thanks again to our sponsor, Teddy O'Connor, for this episode. Uh, we've got another shout out from him. <clears throat> Happy first birthday to my beautiful niece, Dovey. Thank you for being born and for being the best niece ever. There's no UK equivalent for you. You're one of a kind. XXXXOOO, your Uncle Teddy. That one's really sweet. <laughs> so just remember, people, if you give us cold, hard cash like Teddy did, we'll actually read your shout outs. So we are coming to the end of the podcast, so that means playing a game of welcome, not welcome. The way it works is we mention very British or American things, and we have to decide if they're welcome or not welcome, i.e. whether we like them or not. It's that simple. Fraser, yep. you up first. Okay, my first one is bunting. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything more British than a bit of bunting hanging I up? <laughs> fucking hate bunting. I not hate bunting, not welcome. welcome. Not related to Emma Bunton, who is welcome. Okay, I'm going to say when people in America say on accident instead of by accident. So, for example, <laughs> oh, I put on those flip-flops on accident. <laughs> it's yet another example of grammatical errors and the British being superior in some areas, and that is one of them. Yeah, that's not welcome. That's not welcome. And just to caveat, we do not think that Britain is any way superior to America. <laughs> Both countries have great things and shit things. Yes, And that's exactly. a shit thing about America, <laughs> on accident. Um, okay, welcome or not welcome. Bagging your own groceries welcome. in a supermarket. Welcome. Or as we would call it back at home, packing your own shopping. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look, look. Yeah. At, when you, you're buying your bits yep. and you've things are going through the checkout, yep. going through the till, I'm there. I'm, it's, a, it's a teamwork. Yep. I'm putting those in bags. If someone's there doing them, that's fine. Yep. But do not dare stand there, let them all go through, and then the person, <laughs> person who's put them through then has to bag them. Yep. Waste of everyone's time. That's what I was going to say. I think I would say very much welcome if there is a dedicated person packing the stuff at the end of the checkout. Welcome, because it's very useful and you work together as a team, as you said. Yep. But yeah, not welcome is very entitled people. And I'm talking to you, that guy that was in Whole Foods that time when I was standing in line and it was really busy and you stood there the entire time on your fucking phone while the poor girl behind the checkout put everything through and then bagged all of it and then got to the point where she actually told you how much it was and you didn't even hear her. And I saw what you were looking at. You were looking at Instagram, you little fucking millennial prick. Mm, no. He is not welcome He's not on this welcome. earth. <laughs> next topic. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> next topic, Pavlova. Oh, God. I can't stand Pavlova. I really can't. It's not welcome for me. But I understand, as you know, with my food tastes, not a lot is welcome with me. So I'm open to hearing your thoughts on Pavlova. Pavlova is meringue with lots of double whipped cream. And it's a sort of like half-baked kind of cake. And then you might chop some some fruit on top, maybe a strawberry. Is it like a baked Alaska? Is that an American thing? But better. It just tastes like summer and light and great and wonderfulness. So I'm saying it's welcome. Pavlova is welcome. Not welcome. That chalky meringue crunching through your mouth. Oh, it gives me like the shudders. Um, And then my last one. (laughs) Really on a a very similar theme um, of mine today. Welcome or not welcome. The supermarket, yummy.com. Not... briefly explain there's this very strange very small chain of supermarkets here in LA called yummy.com and it really really annoys me it feels like almost as annoying as if they'd called it like hashtag yummy it feels like someone it, someone came up with it in like 2001 they were like oh it's yummy.com it's very like oh god you know when people used to people would be like I don't get it I'm confused.com like the fucking insurance ads back at Ooh, home I haven't eaten for hours I'm 
No es princesa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that doesn't make any sense. What am I to say? Wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a really good pavlova. In fact, it's yummy.com. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, and yummy.com. But it's a, it's a tiny, tiny supermarket, but it's also online deliveries. It's baffling. It doesn't look like it's real. It looks like it's a set. It, it looks like a front, like a drug front. Completely. <laughs> so Allegedly, uh, unconfirmed. Yummy.com is not welcome. Uh, my final one is, in, in the UK, when you greet someone by saying, you all right? Oh, oh, that's welcome. You're right. <laughs> that's not welcome. <laughs> You're right. You're right. No, because I'm like, say if I just like saw you and you come up to me and you say, "You're right." I'm like, yeah, wait, yes. What do you, What do you know that I don't know? Have oh, you I had see. like Have you had like some sort of like medical results of mine and I haven't seen them, but you know them? You're right. It's very like. You're right. I guess maybe it's the tone that you say it in. Yeah. You're right. Oh, God. that's horrible. But if you're like, you're right. All right. You're right. Oh, that was very Norfolk. Are you right? That's how we would have said it in Norfolk, where I'm from. Really? Are you right? Okay. No, I'm not all right. Do not, it. Do it in welcome. like a Glasgow. All right. <laughs> all right. Right. Well, that's been the show. This has been your welcome, America. You're welcome. Um, just remember, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, please like and subscribe. Leave us a comment there. Yes. We do read them. We answer them. We yes. deal with them. Um, if you're listening to Spotify, please follow us. Or you can also follow us on Instagram at Your Welcome America. Yes, exactly. And please, please stop texting me about the podcast. <laughs> really try to streamline these things into just Instagram and, and the comments, you know? Well, so make, make it look like we actually have listeners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, bye. All right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, bye. Oh. Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour.